Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Tuesday afternoon, welcome back to the Axon Bulletin. It's myself, Declan, joined by Lawrence. Lawrence, we've got an hour. We like to talk about the Celtic in that hour. Um, even though it's an international break, there's still plenty to talk about with regards to to Celtic, to the league, to injuries to our team. That's our tagline down the bottom. Um, we're going to be coming back on Saturday, which begins a run of 13 games in 43 days, which sounds uh, quite daunting, but... It's going to play a huge part and I think, deciding the rest of our season. Lawrence, especially the, the Champions League, which are right back into action um, against Leipzig next week. Yeah, you know, it's going to depend who we've got fit, isn't it? You know, it's great to be getting back into action, but centre-halves, hopefully Cameron Carter-Vickers back and it's who pairs them, isn't it? Uh, hopefully Carol Starfield's not too far away too. Yeah, you know, he's a bit longer recovery, but I think... You know, you're happy with Cameron Carter-Vickers or Starfield or Jensen, aren't you? I, th- I think you know, either of the partnerships is, is decent. Yeah. Yeah. I've saw, obviously, Moritz Jens jetting off to Mallorca with his photograph with, with Paul the Timms. Hopefully he's well rested wherever he was going uh, in Mallorca to, to come back. Um, well, let's kick off with the, the, the Sky Sports deal. We, we saw this come out this morning. There's obviously a bit of to and fro between clubs, Aberdeen's uh, chairman, I think, Dave Cormack is, get involved in this chat, but we see what it is today, Lawrence. What, what's your take on it? If you've had a look at it, it's up to 60 Premiership games a season from 24-25. It also includes the Scottish Women's Premier League. We might have Natasha joining us later to talk about that. That is going to go and coincide with the BBC deal, which is already in place. It's a four-year extension to the current deal. So 
just briefly on those kind of points, Lawrence, what, what, what's your take on this new Sky Sports deal? It's hardly a brave new world, is it? You know, with COVID and teams running their own free to or their own pay-per-view streams, they should have some data. I thought it might have been better than down that, that route. You know, people aren't happy with the money. It's an extra five million. There's so many extra games. But let's be honest, they don't always show their games, do they? It's but, up but, to up to sixty games, which is important word. Then it's not sixty games; it's up to. Yeah, which is the annoying thing because you just want to see the games, don't you? Uh, you know, and I, I think it's been compared to other leagues where they show every game. You know, I'd be happy to take a million less, less and show every game. To be honest, you know, and it just gives more chance for, for people to watch football. But I, I thought they would, they would have maybe resurrected the you know the old SPL TV idea. A lot of things seem to be moving to YouTube and, and streaming services. I think every club tried it during the, the COVID season. So they knew they had the capability. Yeah, but I suppose they know they know the numbers better than me, what was brought in for that COVID season. So so maybe the sky was the financially best for everybody. Uh, if you're in the comments, please do tell us your, your thoughts on this deal. I, I think one of those leagues that you're probably talking about, Lawrence, is, is Norway who have just got it in front of me here, that their new deal uh, from 2023 to 2028 is worth 64.5 million per year, um, which is 118% more than the, I think the offer that was put forward. But the Premiership rights, and, you know, no disrespect to Norwegian football, we've seen teams like Mulder come to Celtic Park and uh, give us a, a doing, but just probably for the brand of Scottish football that you can sell, I, I still think from this new deal, it's been undersold, and in fact, it's not a guarantee. A sixty games been shown, and much like you say, I think everybody would rather every games there to be able to watch. Yeah, you know that, that's it. Because let's be honest, it, the streams they weren't the same quality as Sky, but they were watchable quality, weren't they? You know, it, it wouldn't have stopped, that quality wouldn't have stopped me buying SPL TV as it is. So just and listen, I'd probably save a fortune because I'm buying Sky, BT, Premier. You know, and you're still not getting all the games. So okay. I, I, I just thought it'd have been something that would have been better for them. You know, they've obviously decided go with Sky. The money doesn't look great, especially you know when you look to obviously Norway, get more money, but down south gets a lot more money. Yeah, it's, it's not very imaginative to deal, is it? You know, and I thought the coverage was better on the BT Sports as well. I don't think the Sky coverage is particularly. Not from a Celtic point of view, but it's particularly good. Yeah, I think a lot of people were, were disappointed when, when BT uh, didn't get the deal at the time. Um, I think that's certainly something we miss. It, it's something that Chris Sutton told me in an interview that he did miss. You know, he still does the Scottish football extra thing maybe with, with Daryl Curry, but I think even you know people like that do miss coming up here for, for Motherwell versus Celtic or whatever. So there's a miss even from the, the, the pundit side of things, but I think when you look at it overall, Lawrence, it is, as you say, it's not anything out the, the the box that we've been in. It's nothing new. It's back to just kind of what we've been used to. And the coverage at times is very, very poor. I think a lot of people will say that. Um, and another thing I picked out of it, I thought that was quite funny to be included in it, from 2024, another two years away, five games from each ground, one more than the current deal, as if that was some sort of, you know, a, a, a big tick. What, what, what's your thoughts on that one, too? Well, you wonder what they're trying to restrict, you know, on, on the five games, especially with clubs just now limiting, uh, on top of kind of Celtic limiting the number of away fans. A lot of the clubs are saying, well, we're not going to give you two stands or whatever. We're going to limit it. So, what's the idea of all the five games? Because I'm, I'm assuming it's you know, going to be the majority of those games are going to be not at Celtic Park. You know, there's, there's 11 other teams in the league, so you'd, you'd imagine Celtic will appear in a lot of them. So I don't know why they'd delay the uptake of that, especially as less Celtic fans are going to get in to away grounds now. So not only are we getting less fans into the ground, we're going to wait a few years before you can watch an extra, an extra game. One extra yeah, it game, um, which yeah. Yeah, it's quite incredible. I, I don't really know why that's kind of put down as a highlight. Um, and the, the description well, of what it fits with the top six, doesn't it? You know, it fits with the top six, doesn't it? It means that you yeah. can watch, in theory, you could watch Celtic, you know, every away game against the top six. 
No, well, probably. Um, here's one to throw to you, Lawrence, from Daniel in the comments. Why did you think they were so keen to get the deal done? Do you think this was just Sky starting to pull their, their muscle power and just get something down so that they've got that cast iron guarantee and this was maybe a good time to do it? I said, I think both parties maybe looking at the fiscal outlook just now, you know, pounds crashing, recession on the horizon, you know, maybe the SPFL were going, you know what, just get what money we can just now and, you know, maybe in a few months' time there won't be as much on, the, on offer. Uh, I suppose it's, it's like the Sky, the Sky of BT they're going to, isn't it? They, they don't have a lot of options other than doing something themselves. So maybe they thought, you know, it's a five billion increase and... In, an economy that's heading into the recession. Yeah, let's grab it. And listen, it goes to the member clubs to vote on, doesn't it? So that's it. Yeah, that that is something that's, that that's came in here from Pat and the, the comments. Pat Dolan coming in the comments to say that he said he's a bit concerned that he thinks that Celtic potentially weren't a d- dissenting voice in this. But would you like to have seen maybe Celtic take a wee bit more of a a, a lead on this? I, I know we've obviously experienced um, what was it, past the paradise, which I know didn't work. All, all the time, but would you like to see Celtic as maybe one of the the, the clubs who would benefit more financially from pay per view games be one of the the leaders on this? So, so we don't know what happened within the discussions, but no, we don't. Certainly, so you don't know what Celtic's point was, but you know, you know, when friends and, and influence people go out and slag off the other clubs that you play against in the press, you know, there's a team that regularly does that, and we're quite happy that Celtic don't do that with our commercial partners. What was said behind closed doors, we don't know. I, I, I hope Celtic were pushing for it and saying, like, pay-per-view is the way for us. Here's the figures we've got. We've got a worldwide audience. It's how much of that finance Celtic be, would be willing to share with other clubs, I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't know really how... We don't, obviously, as you say, Lawrence, we don't know what's been said behind closed doors. We certainly know Aberdeen's perspective on it. We certainly know Celtic's rival's perspective on it. Um, additionally, in this deal, to denote this one too, all top-flight clubs will be able to sell pay-per-view games uh, within the UK and Ireland of up to five, just five, um, league home games per season with immediate effect. That that can come in whenever. Obviously, we had that game up in the... Uh, Dingwall um, in, in August time that Celtic fans weren't able to watch legally. Um, it, it wasn't on anywhere unless you lived outside the UK and Ireland, um, which was this coming in imminently as sub- subject to certain conditions, including no matches during blocked hours. Is five enough? So what, so what games do they think they've got a pay-per-view audience for? Let's be honest. So if they can sell five pay-per-view and five other games, that's ten. So, so what games do clubs have an audience for? Yeah, I'd say Celtic would have more than enough audience for ten home games. What other clubs would have the audience for that? And, I, and I'm not too sure. So maybe that's how it went. Obviously, Sky would go, we don't want, they wouldn't want every game. So, so they'd want to limit it. But in theory, you know, if they're only taking five of Celtic's home games, it, it leaves a lot. You know, a lot more than five that, that Celtic could have broadcast. You know, and if Sky don't want them, why would you stop Celtic from making money? So I don't think it's enough. I think they should have said, look, if we're only taking five, you just can do what you want with the balance. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, from a Celtic perspective, we already know that two of those five games are going to be derby games. And then the race is probably maybe your flag opening day, the game that you lift the title at the end of the season. And then maybe a midweek game. I know the, the game against Hearts last December was covered. Um, Boxing Day or something. Yeah, right about Christmas or something. Yeah, maybe get a game or something. Which it tends to be. Um, so, you know, I think there's disappointment in that too. That, as you say, probably five and five isn't a great balance in the whole biggest picture of it all. Well, they might be good. Well, we don't want to take, you know, from the other side, or Celtic fans might watch them if their game's not on TV. Ooh. So you could even go, well, that's five and five, you know, because it's home and away, isn't it? Go, well, there's still games left over. You can say, well, why don't you make it five and ten? That would still leave, you know, three weekends of beer. Just like, yeah, they, they, they could have done a lot more. I'm not too sure about the block towers either. It's just... Yeah, let's bring that up. Kevin Graham says the block tower show needs to go. It's old and out of date. I totally agree with Kevin and that one. I think we need to move on from that. I think... That's in regards to if a Champions League game's on or, or something, you, you can't show the game live. I just think it's a bit 
It's a bit daft. I'm, I'm sure. I think EFL clubs, even like during the COVID season, get kind of dispensation to, to go and do that. Do you agree with that, Lawrence? That that's out of date and that needs to go. Yeah, I mean, just because it's blocked, it doesn't mean I'm going to watch a game that's on TV. You know, oh, so they're not showing the Celtic game, but there's Dortmund versus somebody. I'm not going to watch Dortmund versus something because they're not showing the Celtic game. I, I, I don't know how big an audience. They're gaining from blocking that, you know, for whatever game has been shown live. I, I, I think it'd be very small. And, let, and let's be honest, even on audience, you've normally subscribed to these things anyway. They've already got the money on. Yeah, that's it. Um, and as Kevin says here, he says the sound of this is that they can't show games between three and five on a Saturday. And if a game is on Sky, it can't be pay-per-view, but which is pretty clear to be. So that would then... Uh, tune into that Ross County game that I mentioned uh, only a couple of minutes ago, Lawrence, which is a Saturday, three o'clock kickoff in Dingwall. That at this point in time, even though um, that that was there, that, that clubs can now show pay per view games due to that block towers, that game still wouldn't have been shown live on pay per view. So Celtic fans would have still had no way of accenting in the game, or Ross County fans that may want to watch it with their in. I don't know how big a spread of Staggies fans are around the world, Lawrence, but I'm sure there would be some that would maybe want to watch the game. And even still, with that added extra of the five pay-per-view games, um, they still wouldn't have been able to show it live through the block towers. Honestly, I don't know what it achieves. You know, what does it achieve? Do you think we're going to go and attend a different game? Because, we, you know, you know, it's three o'clock on a Saturday, Celtic are late, didn't get a ticket, can't go and watch it. Do you know what? I'm going to go and watch Partick Thistle. I just don't think it happens. You know, I don't know what it's there to achieve. No, no, absolutely. Um, Pat said here that EFL is not top tier, so they can play and show games during UEFA blackout period, which is just, you know, uh, I I find it mind-boggling that that's still the the situation that we're in. Please, if you're in the comments, let us know what your experiences have been of maybe pay-per-view games. I know I certainly bought a couple of them during the, the COVID season. I think it was... Ross County and Hibs were, were certainly two of them. I think St Mun was another one that we we, we bought um, at the time. Um, but it's just, I, I think from that, Lawrence, there's still a frustration there because, as I say about that Ross County game, and I think it's a one to use and keep going back to because it was so fresh and it was only, you know, just over, uh, sorry, nearly just two months ago, that even with this uh, additional five pay-per-view games, that game still wouldn't have been shown, meaning that it had been likely to have been moved back to a 12.30 game, which again, there has to be a balance here between fans and people watching the game, doesn't there? Yeah, definitely. For 12.30, it's all right if you're not having to travel to Ross County, isn't it? And I know they probably get they travel more than everyone else, but, you know, it's kick-off times to suit TV and, yeah, I think Kev's right. They should just do away with the prescribed hours things. I'm not too sure what they think they're achieving with, with it because I don't think it achieves anything. I don't think people go and attend other games or watch other games because they can't watch their team. That's yeah. just nuts, isn't it? Yeah, no, I find it just nuts. Uh, Roscoe here in the comments saying that he travelled up to Dingwall with no off chance that he would get a ticket and he was then unable to watch the game at all in a pub as it wasn't able to be streamed anywhere on pay-per-view and of course it wasn't on Sky so that's that one on Ross County there's a very small real light in this deal Lawrence it is the, the coverage of women's football in Scotland um, which I think something that's pretty welcome um, that's what Ryan Kelly's saying in, here in the comments to say that the fact that the women's league up here is going to start getting coverage from Sky is the only slight positive in the TV deal I would agree with that I see that Sky's going to sponsor the Cup too um, but I think it's good also that it's going to be running in conjunction with BBC. Um, it means more money going into the game, which is what it needs at this point in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're not showing a lot of the games. They could have shown, shown more. I know down south of the border, women's football gets more coverage. But then again, you could say that about men's football as well. Yeah, well, if you, if you win the, the Premier League, the, the Women's Premier League in England, it's, it's more money presently than the, the SPFL Premiership at this point in time, just to give you an idea of the, the money and the, the difference there. Yes. Yeah, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. 
based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's slightly more than a token gesture. You know, how could the defend not showing it in today's climate? I don't know. I'm sure Natasha will have plenty to say on it. Or should I say the recently nominated Natasha for the what she does in women's football. I'm sure people will be voting for her at the Football Pod Awards. But yeah, listen, it's good that they're bringing it in. Uh, it's good that Celtic women are undefeated so far in the season and, it, and it's good that there's some more money into the game six Listen, six. yeah hopefully Celtic do a wee bit more to promote it because I'm not too sure that I, I think the, the promotion of, seems to fall at Celtic I'm not too sure why yeah, um, there was certainly a big, big push for that. I think last season, especially if I think back to when the the team played at Celtic Park, they were really, really pushing it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you still get. Uh, I certainly got one this, this morning through from Celtic an email um, detailing Celtic's victory at the, the weekend. But there maybe isn't as big a push. But I think this is something that, that's pretty welcome. Um, certainly, Natasha seemed quite happy with it. And our Axon chat that you know that has been announced, um, and hopefully it's the kind of start of a, a positive relation going forward. You do need to start somewhere, and hopefully for the the, the women's side of things, this is a good starting uh, step to to go forward with it. Yeah, you know, hopefully to get the audiences. Uh, I know uh, we covered a few games during the COVID yep. season, during lockdown. But, uh, you know, it was great fun, wasn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so. It's somewhere that it needs to start. As I say, that it's still going to be in conjunction with the BBC. It is not a replacement. Um, if we do get Natasha on, I'm sure she'll talk to us a wee bit more uh, about it at that point in time. We'll maybe return to the, the TV deals. I know probably people don't want to uh, us to keep banging on about pay-per-views and, and Sky Sports deals, but it is there. It's important because I think when you look at the overall picture, Lawrence, obviously we, we saw Celtic's uh, financial um, books last week. And you see how much there's still uh, Celtic, how much reliance there is on the match day. Um, absolutely no reliance on the money coming in in terms of broadcasting. Yeah. From the league, that is obviously the Champions League's going to look a lot different next year. That's going to go a long way into the, the pot. But at this point in time, you know, as an SPFL Premiership club, there's absolutely no reliance, I think, from a Celtic perspective. And the, the TV deal, though, it's all about the match day revenue, which I think makes up. 47% of Celtic's total income. I think it's the same for most clubs in Scotland, it's match day revenue, isn't it? Um, obviously, there's a 20 plenty campaign, but how do you balance that when that's your main income stream? You know, it's match day revenue. Do, do you look elsewhere? You know, a better TV, they were running your own TV. Maybe this is a bit of a halfway house, you know, they get to run it in a non COVID season for a while. You know, broadcasting some of their games will give them maybe better data to decide next time a deal's up. Do we want to? To take the plunge and just go all out for, for ourselves and run our own stuff. You know, I'm surprised they didn't maybe go to Amazon or Netflix or something, try and tie a, a deal up with them. Supposedly, a couple of years ago, that there was interest from, from Amazon uh, in it. Obviously, we know that Amazon have covered uh, Premier League games um, and they've got the they've got the scope to, to do that a couple of times a season. So, even that would be something maybe to explore, but, but I don't know if there is going to be any flexibility with, with stuff like that. Um, what a pay-per-view means that you, you could approach somebody like Amazon to, to show it or you would do it off your own back you know with like Sunset yeah. Vine as we've seen during the Covid times yeah, if they could do it as part of the Prime membership as well so maybe some cash would be great yeah, yeah listen enough with TV deal great for women's football you know six in a row you know up there at the top I think three teams of 106 Jacinta Prima Dineva Galabadarici continues our scoring streak how how uh, often have you been practicing that? By the way, because that that was phenomenal. That was absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, that goes back to covering the games. Yeah, well, good man. Um, and I see that she was front, right, and centre in the the TV deal graphic, which I thought was really good to see too. Um, in terms of the promotion of it. So, listen, as I say, in terms of the women's football with the Sky Deal, I think it's a good positive step in the right direction. Hopefully, that can continue to grow, and it will show. Um, even with a bad TV deal, that. The, the level of football up here, both at 
women's and men's level is decent and has been undersold dramatically and with both as a product hopefully it'll push it on to to be uh, even worth more money in years to come but it is at this point in time um, what we see it's it's extended and uh, you know there's nothing as fans I think at this point in time that we could really do about it but we'll move to the team and we'll move to the, the current Celtic team as our tagline says as injuries mount up can Celtic get through 13 games in 43 days unscathed? I've got my Scotland top on for tonight. I don't know who in the hell Steve Clark's going to play because the whole team seems to be injured or fallen to a, a, a bug. Um, and in terms of, from a Celtic perspective, Lawrence, some good results for some of the lads have been international duty. Croatia, Juranovic uh, has had great results. The Scotland lads, obviously, great results. Um, but, but looking at the overall picture of this, there's a hell of a lot possibly coming back with an injury, which is a bit of a concern because it's such a big block of games and the fact that we're going to be Champions League um, in just around about a week. Listen, that's the main thing that's kind of worried me is the injuries. Uh, you know, when I saw uh, Fabrizio Romano saying, oh, Jason Benayer's on a move on Twitter, I was straight in, I was thinking, have we picked him up on a free? But no, no rumour to be going to the UAE. Yeah. Okay, Shame because... <laughs> It's one position, you know, the, you've got two injuries. Obviously, the last game we played, I think that had a big impact on the, the result. It, it's maybe somewhere we could do with some cover. But, you know, there's a few uh, centre-backs floating about in the free, but Denier's already been here. I suppose it's a, an easier link to make, isn't it? But unfortunately, not to happen. Yeah, um, all the best to him. It was a bit of a strange one, that, because he seemed to be doing pretty well um, in France at Lyon but yeah late goal not picked up I don't know if maybe Celtic just wouldn't touch him his wages we don't want to maybe go to to players that um, have been at the club before but listen I thought it was a good player when he was at Celtic under Ronnie Dyer obviously had a great partnership with Virgil van Dijk and he's been in and about that Belgium squad quite often but all, all the best to him as he goes um We'll, we'll suppose it's easy to have a, a great partnership with Virgil van Dijk though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was in, I, wasn't I, it? I think I would have a great partnership with Virgil van Dijk, even though I can't kick my backside. Yeah, um, that start, so, couldn't you? Yeah, I think I'd be well covered. I think that maybe probably goes for for Andy Robertson too. Anything that I've watched him played for Scotland compared to playing for uh, Liverpool. But while we're talking about Scotland, Lauren, let's talk about it. It's been two wins so far. They've beaten Ukraine, they've beaten the Republic of Ireland, but we saw David Turnbull have to drop out the squad. Tony Alston and Greg Taylor came in at the weekend. I thought the two of them played very, very well. But news has come out today that it looks as if Greg Taylor has now fallen ill due to this virus outbreak. Um, I don't know if it's anything to do with Tom Kitchen. There was a good few of them out for their dinner. Um, I know that London Dykes and Shadham were the first two to come down with it, but hopefully not too much I can say with Greg Taylor and hopefully he is back for the weekend. But you might just need to sit out of this one. Yeah, mate, a number one defender. Uh, it's, uh, it's, we need him back, we need him fit. You know, at New St. Bern Park, he was the only first choice out the back four, wasn't he? So, yeah, it, 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 it's a worry when we're, what we're picking it up, you know. Bernabe's still, he's still untested for us, isn't he? You know, we don't really know what, what he gives us, so you, I suppose left-back's where we've got least cover just now. Uh, because we just don't know what, what Bernabe is going to give us. Uh, we told that Starfield and Cameron Carter Vickers which should be fit, fingers crossed. But yeah, but yeah Greg no. Taylor getting is someone we can't afford. Look at the form he's been in, mate. He's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's been he's been terrific. He's been one of the, the standout players uh, this season. Uh, somebody's come in the comments that apparently. Taylor trained, hopefully he did, because um, he's a big big player for Scotland tonight and for, for Celtic at the weekend, and hopefully if he does play tonight, he comes through that, but with no injury, but he has been absolutely outstanding, Lawrence, absolutely, and you know, once again, testament to Tony Ralston, he's not played a lot of football for Celtic this season, but he came in and he fitted in absolutely perfectly um, for, for Scotland uh, after Hickey's injury, Yeah, and but, Patterson's injury, should I say, both. Yeah, Tony had to wait, wait his chance to, to get in that team, didn't he? Uh, or even in the squad. But, yeah, it's he, he, just not... Just a workhorse, isn't he? Just gives it 100% all the time. So, listen, he's just kind of carrying on from last season, isn't he? Uh, we'll probably need him at some point in the amount of games we've got coming up. He, he'll get some game time. But, yeah, he'll be pleased to get to get some 
minutes for Scotland again. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that kind of adds in well for a guy like Kim to get those minutes under his belt. I think the same goes for Aaron Moyen, where he's been sent back early, um, but he played 90 minutes for Australia um, in our friendly win over New Zealand. Um, coming, coming in here, what's the news in CCV? The, the, the news, I think, <clears throat> was most recently up, date, up to date with Cameron Carter-Vickers is that the injury was minor, which is what the, the US coach described it as. Obviously, he didn't uh, go to Germany with the squad. He's been here. I would be hoping, Lawrence, if it is minor, he is back for the weekend because I thought it was a big, big miss at Sittman Park. And I know it was something that I placed an emphasis on with Natasha last week that he's almost the spine of our team. I know, I know usually people would talk about a spine running through the middle, but he is the, real, the backbone of our team and we really do need him. And especially looking towards next Wednesday evening um, in Leipzig, we, we'd be hoping that, that Vickers is back for that game at least. Yeah, they would. Yeah, there was like a muscle tear, you know, two or three weeks out. So you'd be expecting him to come back. Yeah, against it, none. Both goals came from where you'd expect him to be in the part from that kind of area. So huge miss for us, and we're definitely going to need him away. We, these games against Leipzig, I think we need to take six points from it. You know, four might be enough, but you know, I think nine points be set to qualifying. Where's your nine points coming from? You know, yeah, that's, I think that's going to be the way that folk will, will look at it we're, we're hoping that those two home games against Shakhtar and Leipzig will be six pointers for Celtic you can't you don't have any guarantees in the Champions League both will be very tough games I know there's been a lot of change at, at Leipzig since uh, Tedesco was sacked obviously Marco Rose has come in they had that fantastic result against Borussia Dortmund which is not too long followed up by a defeat by Borussia Mönchengladbach, who I know David Slate was very happy about that one. Um, and they were unlucky in the, the Santiago Bernabeu. Like, you know, they came very, very close to opening the scoring over there and they held Madrid out to, to 80 minutes. But yeah, I, I think now, when you look at this next batch of fixtures, Lawrence, we've got a lot coming up in terms of domestically. We've got the league, obviously. We've got that quarter-final tie at Fir Park against Motherwell. But ultimately... Uh, that this next batch of fixtures will give us a, a flavour and will decide um, what our European um, outcome is going to be after Christmas. So it's going to be really, really important in these Champions League games that we see the, the good performances for that spell against Real Madrid for majority of the game against Shakhtar turned into results and goals. Yeah, well, you can't continue to miss the amount of chances we have in the Champions League. If I'm looking at nine points... You, know, you win your two home games, that puts you on seven. You know, two to get from two games. You know, away to Real Madrid or away to Leipzig. Where do you think you're likely to pick up points? You know, and I think more likely to pick them up against Leipzig than Real. Yeah, well, that goes in should be part, um, and I, I totally agree with him on that one. That he thinks. We need to take six points at home, absolutely. Um, and if we can take a point in the road against Leipzig, I think that'd be much needed because I don't see as um, as much as I'm looking forward to, to hopefully going to the Santiago Bernabeu in November. It's not one that I think anybody likely expects Celtic to get anything from. I think we're all hoping that by that time Madrid will have qualified, topped the group, whatever, and maybe rest a few uh, players. But I think there'd be a lot more of a, a, a confidence um, if you pick up that, that point in the road to, to Leipzig because ultimately when it, the draw happened, Lawrence, you're looking at these two teams thinking we'd be doing it to get something off them. Disappointing not to get the three points in Warsaw against Shakhtar. That's when the attention then turned to this game away to Leipzig. I think it's a game we just can't afford to lose. Listen, you look at the group, the Real would have said after two games we'll be in six points. They are. Leipzig would have said, well, We'll probably beat Shakhtar and get beat Real. Maybe sneak a draw. We'll try for the draw, but we'll have at least three points. No, no plan for them, mate. No. Shakhtar's probably looked at it and thought, well, yeah, you know, we'll have a go at Celtic at home. We'll maybe take three there. Boom. They're in four now. And, and for ourselves, we thought, yeah, Shakhtar on the road. That, that would put us on three. And, you know, we're in one. So I think, you know, Real Madrid are where they thought they'd be and, and, and Shakhtar are and ahead, I think ourselves and Leipzig are playing catch-up. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. 
Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And where we would expect to be after two games. Uh, so, huge games for us. Game, no, absolutely. Huge games for us. Um, I think you'd have a lot more. You'd be a bit more relaxed if you'd uh, taken all three points and more so. But we got the point, which I think was important. I think it's, if you look at these two teams, Leipzig and Shakhtar, as long as you're not giving up a a win to one of them um, I think you're in a pretty good position if you can take four points on both teams and ultimately finish in anywhere near you know nine points you'll be delighted which is what Celtic finished on uh, last season in the Europa League um, so it's one that we're going to look at we've obviously got that game against St Johnston wedged in between those games against Leipzig um, I know I'm jumping ahead a wee bit about games here Lawrence but I just think looking at that game what we've possibly seen at St Mern um I think there could be potential to see that against St. Johnson changes because it's going to be wedged in between fixtures and I think it's going to have more of a an emphasis probably in that home game coming back after the, the away tie against Leipzig and, you know, we will at St. Johnson. But it's about people stepping up for that game at St. Johnson unlike the performance at St. Mern. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, assess the fitness. There'll be one, one eye on Leipzig, but... Who, who's going to be fit to play against them in defence? You'd want them to get another game under their belt, wouldn't you? It's just making sure they've got that understanding at, at top top level. But and we know that Ange doesn't change that too often. He likes to keep his defenders majority of the time. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, and I suppose some part was, was unusual. You'd change three out of four and say so you'd paid the price. But geez, with a lot of the ball and not a lot of shots in target. So, yeah, you just put that down as a bad day at the office. You, you, you want to get straight back on it. You know, it's first defeat in 38 games in a league season. So, yeah, straight back to it. You know, another three points and, and get the momentum back again. Yeah, I think they want that momentum back again. It's been a bit of a strange period for, for, for Celtic. Um, we, we fixed our postponements and obviously the international break coming. I think we'd have wanted that game right after. Um the Madrid game at home to Livingston to kind of dust the, the, the cobwebs off as we didn't get that chance. It then meant our next game was the Champions League. We've walked away, you know, a point's great any time, I think, in the Champions League, but we've walked away from it thinking we should have won the game and we have that really disappointing result at, at St Mern. So I think you're wanting to see us press that restart button and really put in a good performance and get the result against Motherwell at the weekend and then kick home from there which is going to Germany and hopefully taking something out of the match Yeah definitely uh, I suppose you know, certainly in the season you, you want to pick up a few against Motherwell but I think all eyes are on Champions League just now you know, these next two games will against Leipzig are going to decide whether we've got a chance going through you know if you win both you can, you'd be pretty confident going through then wouldn't you because you're going to look at the other one that you'd think Shakhtar will lose both against Real. You know, they'll be sitting at four. We'd be in seven. Two games to go. We've got them at home. If I can take a draw off them at home, and it should be enough to see us through. But, uh, yeah, it can't come quick enough for us to get back into the Champions League. Although, you know, I was jumping a wee bit ahead. But, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. It's, it's where you want to be at the top levels. And it's where Ange wants to be. You know, you see that in his comments. You know, you, He's happy where he is. That's the level he wants to perform at. You know, as disappointing as those two results must have been for him as a coach, because but created enough chances as a team. You know, he can only set up a style and, and tactics to create the chances. It's up to players when they get the opportunity to put it away. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and that's a really good point. You know, that there's been a lot in his chat. I think a lot of people say that if you do listen to Ange and press conferences, he tells you all about where we're at, all about where he sees the, the plans for Celtic in the future. And he's placed that emphasis on Celtic being a Champions League team that can be there regularly and compete at that level. I just want to touch back on something you said there, Lawrence. You said that all eyes will, will be in the Champions League, but to turn back to one of our commenters, B, who's came in to say that we, we can't take our eyes off the league this winter, still the priority this season as we go into the, the, the Champions League. 
uh, again, even though you're, you know, you've got that emphasis there on Champions League, it's going to need to be a balance because it's a big block of fixtures. Um, there's plenty of league games to go, but we've still got that cushion at the top. We've got a massive goal difference, but it is still going to be the priority um, because of how important it is to win the league to get back into the Champions League next season and they have that income once again. Look, listen, I suppose you get, you're not, I don't think it's a priority over Champions League games. You've got two things that you need to do. Maybe I just looks like you just need to win every game you play. You just need to come and play an attacking style of football and, and take the chances. But I wouldn't, you know, put out a weakened team for a Champions League game just because we've got a big league game coming up. I wouldn't make it that much a priority, you know, but you need to look after it at home, but that's why we've got a big squad. Fair enough, you know, they didn't do it against St. Mum, but I think that was just an off day. You know, we've got players in that squad that should be able to come in, you know, against SPA, SPL opposition and do the business. Yeah, absolutely, which is something that I think Peter Grant said in some of his comments about it that... It was something that me and Natasha looked at last week where I was asking her and we were both kind of looking at it from the perspective of, you know, it was nine changes in Dingwall, more changes they made made going to St Mern Park, yeah, it was in the League Cup um, and Ross County may play a bit of a different style to, to St Mern but there was enough that night and it was the same set of half pair and it was the same midfield, the same wingers so where was the difference, um, which is how you look at it, so... I think at this point in time, even though the St Mern defeat was disappointing, I don't think we can look at it as something that sums up our squad at this point in time. The, the squad's still very, very strong and it's still going to need to be used in this next batch of games, especially if guys are going to come back injured. Yeah. Would you look, be looking at the free agents they had to outside of Denier? Maybe Edgar Lee or he's free Portuguese centre-half? I, I don't think know if it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be something that, that Celtic probably look at um, I think Angie's pretty content with what he's got there um, just to bring Frank in in the comments here he's saying that 13 games in 43 days is a huge and punishing schedule with three of them in the Champions League um, I think four in them sorry it's four in the Champions League there and these will determine our European journey for this season and Motherwell and Leipzig are now must win games Lawrence would you agree with that I don't think the game away to Leipzig is a must win for me I'm quite happy if we take a point over there certainly need to, to win at the weekend against Motherwell Um but as I say, I'm quite happy if they can take four points off both Shakhtar and uh, Leipzig with, with a point uh, in front of that. Uh, with Shakhtar, we, we need to beat them at Celtic Park and in the same case, needs to be with, with Leipzig. But I think looking at it overall, uh, what, what, what is your take on that? Do you think that do you think that the St Mern game can show that the squad's not up to, to where it maybe should be at this point in time? Or do you still have a, a, a trust that there is enough there? I, I certainly think there's still a, a trust that there is enough there. Um and that, that some players will know that their their performances at St Mern just weren't acceptable. Listen, I, I think there's definitely enough there to get results. It didn't happen, you know. First lost thirty eight games. Wouldn't put Motherwell down as must win, you know. Still, September will be in October. It's you know, there's a, a long way to go in the league. Whereas in the Champions League, there's not that many games to get your points left in. And I, I would say, you know. Well, it's obvious we're going to be in a much better position if we win the two leaps in games rather than draw one uh, and, and win one and take four points. But I would say the leaps in games, you know, there's less games to get points in, in that Champions League left than there is in the league. It's harder to get points. I think they're going to need a harder performance. So, you know, if anything's a priority, I would say definitely leaps it over Murrow. Yeah, Just now, if someone said to me, you know, you can lose to Murrow but get six points against Leipzig, I'd bite your hand off it. Well, I'm going for, you know, I think Angie Postecoglou will be looking at winning both games. I certainly want to beat Motherwell at the weekend and then uh, take points against Leipzig. Uh, John Hills came in here to say that he believes our squad should be OK, even as the injuries as we called Tokyo last season. Yeah, but it's been a complete turnaround from the position that we were in, Lawrence. We, you know, hardly having anybody uh, to, to so many choices. Now, Gary Melrose has come in in the comments to say he believes there was two key mistakes against St Mern that we dropped all of our creative uh, midfield, uh, we dropped all our creativity and we allowed them to take the lead. Even two would have been dealt with um, if we had some creativity. But what, what's your take on that, Lawrence? I think that was something that maybe people will look at now and maybe probably the manager will look at, it, especially the, the midfield. Um, Callum McGregor's a big, big, important player 
for Celtic, but I, I think people were disappointed in the, the performance that we got out of, of Aaron Moyen Turnbull, and I don't think that'll be a midfield three that you'll probably see again. I think people like to see either a Rio Hitati or a Matt O'Reilly in there. Yeah, well, listen, I don't know how creative you're looking for Aaron Moy to be a defensive midfield. Uh, Tain is long enough to get a shot on target. You know, the, I think the first half, half an hour in with 81% possession, not a shot on target. I don't know if any of that was down to Moy. Turnbull's played a bit further forward. You'd maybe expect him to get a few on target. It didn't work, but, you know, St. Mother set themselves up well. Uh, they exploited a, a, a weakness. You know, both goals came from where you'd expect Cameron Carter-Vickers to be that right centre-half position. You know, one looks offside, maybe a foul, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too heavy on Moy for that. Would you expect to see the midfield that often? I think out of the two, I think McGregor's definitely going to play the most games and then maybe Moy second. I don't think you'll expect to see if Turnbull performs like that. I don't think he's going to put his cell ahead of O'Reilly or no, no, absolutely, and he's not going to be. I don't think playing this weekend. He's obviously had to withdraw from the, the Scotland squad. He might be on the bench, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one because David Turnbull was used so much obviously last season. Last season, Lawrence up until kind of he, he got that injury. He was he played the most minutes at under Ange. Um, we were threadbare, you know. A lot of that was kind of forced. You know, last season, although we got through it with injuries, it was we were kind of limping to the the Christmas transfer window when we got a, you know a lot of really good reinforcements in. But at that point, we didn't have a huge squad. You know, it, it was complete transition. Although we picked up an injury, there is an argument to say that the players Ange was bringing in would they have continued to get as many minutes? I'm not so sure he would have done. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. John Hill coming in here to say that he believes the Sitman game is a blip. If Celtic had scored first, um, it would have been a different game, a different change of plan for, for St Murn. Lauren, let's come to this one um, from Frank in the comments. He says that, that we have a so-called big squad, um, but he believes it has been bullied out of it by St Murn, proves it's nowhere near good enough in overall quality, particularly in Europe. What, what's your take on that? I, I'm not going to judge, uh, judge this, the Celtic squad after that, that performance. I think there's a there needs to be a, a, a better look at it than just that what I've seen is an off day um, for us at St Martin Park and I still think the squad's going to play a big part especially in this next few, uh, 43 days Listen first loss in 38 games I don't think we're a team that gets bullied easily in general you know <laughs> you know, there's enough uh, see heavy tackles allowed against us in Scotland if that was the case we'd have lost a lot more games did St Martin bullies I don't think I think the particular bullies I think they set up well they got their noses in front uh, and they kept their shape well. Uh, we lacked creativity at the time. I don't think that was down to getting bullied. Uh, it was just an off day. You, you, you know, you, uh, as much as it pains me, we're not going to win it every game in the league, unfortunately. But well, certainly not now after being basic man. But, you know, there's no prizes given out at, at, at this point, as Ange reminded us last season, when it was a much worse run that we'd been on. So... All in all, you know, I'm just move on from it. Bad day at the office. There was a lot of changes that were forced on us. I don't think you'll see as many changes before. You know, so again, it's certainly at the back, I don't think you'll see that kind of back four again. No, I don't think you'll see him make three changes in defence. Let's bring in some comments in this one. JJ Celtic says that he doesn't think that the bench is as strong as we think it is. Um, personally, I would say I disagree with that. Uh, Urban Kilty, a usual Tuesday commenters came in to say that top clubs always struggle after Europe, but a perspective needed. There was other teams apart from Celtic who had off days um, that particular weekend too. So a bit of a trend there. Um, and Robert Littles came in to say that he believes that the bottom line was that Ange thought the team was good enough to beat St Murn, but the attitude was wrong. Which tunes in with another Tuesday commenter, usually uh, Celtic, which is strange love the doctor. Celtic just didn't move the ball quick enough against St Murn. Two touch passes and move football will destroy every other team in this league. We failed to play the Ange way. I think a lot of the players, Lawrence, would have known that their performances just weren't good enough. And it's a good, probably, point to to get that learning curve because going into this amount of games in such a short space of time, it's a game every three days. You know, a game like that, you wouldn't like to have as a setback. And at this point in time, even though players will have been stewing in this now for 
you know, two weeks before they play Motherwell. Um, it's a chance to press the restart button and know that they need to be better than that performance at St Mum. Well, it's, it's definitely a wake-up call for them, isn't it? You know, if, uh, I see some commentators were describing them as arrogant and I don't think they were, but, you know, if it was creeping in, a 2-0 reverse to St Mum's, going to kind of bust up, wasn't it? But, I see, move on, it's, you know, St Mum's set up well, they got up front and they kind of factor the fence, are fairly robust in their challenges. It's the first loss in 30 games in the league. We just move on from it and, and get back to doing what we do, playing the style of football with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, a lot of people are actually giving uh, St Mum credit um, in, in the comments here. So that's where we are at, at this point in time. Just looking through the other injuries from the, the last 15 minutes, we've already touched on David Turnbull. Um, Jack Amaka is back in training. We, we might see him feature t- tonight in the, the Nations League. Um so that would be a good sign if he is back. I think you know we're wanting to have two available fit strikers going into this. Kyogo's starting for Japan. That game will be 20 minutes in. If anybody's watching it, could they give us a wee uh, update on it? Hatate was on the bench, I think, for for Japan after being left out against the USA and Maeda. I don't think it's anywhere to be seen. He never trained for Japan. So if anybody's watching a Japan game at this point in time or have it on in the background, could they give us a wee update? But with what's happening in that game, um, Abada also subbed off at the weekend loan. It's like about 15 minutes to go. Aaron Moyes returned back early um, from from Australia. He was obviously named in the team of the century uh, for Australia. So well done to him. Um, and we've, we've touched on Greg Taylor. So I think, yeah, Juranovic racing for Croatia. He'll be back unscathed. So we know he's fine. Michaels came in to ask, do we give McGregor a rest at the weekend ahead of the Leipzig game? Callum McGregor joked yesterday, Lawrence, that he said, I always play 70 games a season, as if it's, it's not an issue to him. He's only playing the Celtic squad at this point in time to have played every single game so far this season. I'm firmly in belief that you, you play your captain if he's fit and available. What was your take on that one? I think Callum can handle the games. Uh, arguably, he made it cost us that uh, goal uh, away to Shakhtar, but yeah, I, I wouldn't rest him ahead of it. I think the team's trying to get back after a defeat. <laughs> They've had a bit of rest, albeit some have been an international. I, th- I think you'd play the team that plays against Leipzig, just get them up to speed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so play McGregor at the weekend because I'm certainly I think he'll yeah, start for definitely. Scotland tonight um, and he's played very well for Scotland I think that the past few games no, definitely start you know, the weekend I'd be starting the team it starts against Leipzig you know yeah. injuries permit and fitness permit yeah I think that's a good point um, I'd certainly be doing that too um, and then maybe St John's someone you can maybe see two or three changes to the team N- nothing nothing like we maybe seen at St Mun if you're two up at half time you know there's an argument of three up, you can go, you know what, if, if he needs a rest, take him off, get, get him the second half off. But, but that, 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 that tunes in very well with um, the, the five subs, so, which I think possibly people were looking at, especially in that St Murn game, are saying, but why don't you just start your best team and then you can get minutes into these these players, which is something that we can certainly use in a game like Motherwell, that if you, you are in a comfortable position with the five subs, players are going to get more game time into their legs and hopefully... Um, there's a bit of a learning curve after that defeat of away to St Murn and if anybody does come in that they're saying to the manager listen I'm a decent enough player I want to play um, games give me a chance again yeah it was uh, just saying to the manager I'm a decent enough player I want to play games uh, it was a Mark McNeil thing at the weekend and he was telling the story about Kino when he came up and Mark was asking his time uh, and he was just oh you know, where they got on I was Strachan got the change and then Celtic lost a goal and it was like, oh no, sit back down and, you know, it happened again. Get up and get trained, Celtic lost another goal, sit back down. Keen's had to go, you know, Gordon, I have played this game before. <laughs> you, you know, you can trust me to go on. I mean, I've played for Celtic before, but you can trust me to go on. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, the players should be able to come in and do the job. But, yeah, start, Andrews is a five-sub rule really well. Maybe not. It's another thing. I don't think it was the time you rest players going into an international break because we, you know, we didn't have a game coming up. So yeah. what are you resting them for? Yeah, could have maybe made the sub sooner. You know, and maybe made them first half. Yeah, I think you were like thirty-five minutes in before you got shot on target. You know, you did odd percent possession or something. 
something was wrong, you know, when you're end getting shots on target. But yeah, we I think we use the five subs rules well, and it benefits us because you know we've got a greater depth in squad, I suppose, than anyone else in Scotland. Is the squad deep enough? I, I definitely, you know, a denier. I'm surprised we didn't have a look at him or, or Edgar Lee, you know. But I think I said before, the ones I shot I'd like, you know, another centre half in, probably put Welsh out and loan, and I like another striker at in. Axavanovic came in, can he play as a striker? Apparently, can play a, a long front three. You know, the, the glimpses we've seen of him, I thought he's kind of looked okay so far, but he's another one with an injury scare, isn't he? Yeah, he, he came off last night, 32 minutes against Finland, they were defeated. 2-0, so I think that's the update uh, Pat was asking in the comments who is in out the team for Saturday Gigi trained for, for Greece yesterday, um, he may feature tonight for them, Kyogo started for Japan um, against Ecuador, um, as I say if anybody's tuned into that or watching it give us a wee update on how that's doing Maeda, supposedly it was a thigh injury and he, he was sent back early, Abada picked up something, he was subbed off 77 minutes um, in the Nations League the other night, and Haksabanovic um, is another one who came off half an hour into the game, so maybe looking a wee bit light up front, so hopefully we we can um, have enough there to, to pick a, a decent enough front free at the weekend. Obviously we've got Jota who's had that nice rest at Lennox Town at this point in time, Lawrence, um, and we've got Kyogo there still, so it'll be interesting to see if, if a bad Maeda as out, um, what we maybe do? Yeah, it's. I suppose we saw it last season and there was a spell when we were missing Kyogo and Yakimakis. It's. I, I generally think we're a wee bit light up top because they've done with a third striker coming in. Maybe Ansi's that is, you know, Haksavanovic. But he, he could be injured too. Yeah, I, hopefully we'll still get Brian Scott's oxygen chamber. You know, that, that Henrik used to like it. We can, you know, get them in and speed up any. Any niggling injuries I've had and speed up the recovery. But we should have enough to win at the weekend. It's it's leaps like you know, you need you're gonna need your best team in the road, aren't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Totally agree with that one. Japan now, Ecuador now, 21 minutes in. I know Sean Ross is asking what, what channels are on. I know that the other day I watched the game against the USA on the Japan FA YouTube page. I don't know if I'm streaming this one. Um, I would like to think if they did that the other day, it's in the same stadium, so they, they will be. So maybe check out um, the Japan FA YouTube page. There's a bit of chat about this young man in the comments. Lawrence, let's talk about him. Abogard, after the break, do you think we'll see him? A, a big big lad. He was training um, in front of me at St Martin Park and certainly a big unit. Um, but we've certainly not brought him in just to be a bench warmer. I do think you'll see him feature. He's a a player who's obviously had that bit of time at Kazan. He, he can still go back there and decide whether he wants to, to have his, his place there. But he's at Celtic just now, and I do think we've all seen him featured eventually. When do you think might be the right time to, to possibly see him? Maybe that game away to St Johnston? Yeah, but listen, mate, in the weekend. He's got, I think you know he's already in the match day squad, so it depends. You know, if, if you're three up, he's a guy you can easily put in. You know, he seems fairly highly rated. He's got a good pedigree. It's, I suppose, the number six. We, we tried it. Some man playing Moy there and pushing Callum further forward. Did we move the ball quick enough? You know, was no. the transition quick enough? I'm not too sure. Would it? Would he make a better job than than Moy? Maybe. You know, but you wouldn't want to be trying to away a week out. Is his first meaningful minutes? Would you? So no. I, I think we might see him at the weekend just to. Because he should, he's fit, he should be up if he was lacking at all. He should be up by now. Uh, so I think we might see him at the weekend just to it'll give us an option for the way he loops it. Yeah, just kind of looking forward to the weekend. I think obviously our fellow Axon contributors will be previewing it a bit more than, than we have in this show. Obviously, we had that TV deal we talk about. We've had all the injuries there, was nearly flown in Lawrence. What, what kind of team do you, do you see Celtic playing against Motherwell? I think it'll be the, the strongest that we've got, but due to injuries, I probably. Joe Hart in goal, obviously, that one picks itself. I imagine yeah. Juranovic, if Taylor's okay, um, he will play. If not, obviously, you've got that option of Burnaby. I think there is a big hope that Vickers is back in. I don't know how far or, or close Carol Starfield is, but you've probably got a confidence if it's Vickers back in that Moritz Shane's will be absolutely fine beside him. So, yeah, for, it depends how fit Vickers is, I suppose, you know, if, if he's fit. 
straight in. If he's not 100% or there's a risk, you know, if it is a muscle tear, it might get aggravated. You might go, you know, give it an extra few days and don't bring back into Leipzig. But I'd be happy with any three from Staffel, Jens and Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think, starting. Uh, I think both Jens and Welch need a, kind of a solid partner against a bit more experience than I, I think Staffel and, and Vickers. Oh, that, I think Vickers is definitely number one at centre-half. Uh, you know, number two is up for grabs, but I think it's between Starfelt and Jens just now. Midfield, Callum starts for me. Uh, I'd start Leo uh, and O'Reilly. Uh, leaving us up front, Yota. And then it's, it's who's fit, is that, you know, who's fit enough to play. Yeah, but I agree with Kevin. It is like an episode of Grey's Anatomy with the injury list that we've got at this point in time. Um, JB Young asking about Maeda. Um, thigh, thigh injury is the latest report on him. And he was sent back. He never trained um, for Japan um, the other day. So, yeah, bit of concern with that one. Just to say, I just had a wee quick look there. JFA TV on YouTube. Please do stay bills for the next four minutes. Um, and do like and subscribe if you haven't already uh, done so um, it is live on GFA TV so Kyogo's playing if you do want to watch so, them so they've got back they're showing their own games on YouTube mate, which yes. we're not doing because of the Sky deal you know I, I suppose yep. we come by the back but no if Japan could do it surely we could do that on YouTube surely we can more than we get from the the Cunt TV deal I think so that takes us back to the beginning doesn't it so, the, so there it is. Um, if you do want to watch that, it's over there in GFA TV. Um, so yes, that, that's where we're at with the injury list in terms of defenders, Lawrence. I think you'll see Karl McGregor play as long as he comes through this game against Ukraine uh, tonight uh, unscathed. I, I think you'll see Real Hatati and Matt O'Reilly return at the midfield. I know uh, Hatati's not played for Japan as of yet. He might come on later in this game. Um, and you'd expect probably O'Reilly to come back in. Yeah, definitely. That'd be midfield. And up front, you know, you'd expect Jordan to start and who's going to be fit for the other two positions? That's going to be... Hope, hopefully Kyogo's okay for, for this game um, and, and he comes through this game against Ecuador unscathed. But, but there's one to throw back to you. If Haksabanovic, Abada and Maeda are all out, who plays another wing? James Forrest? Well, if Yakimakis is fit, I'd chop uh, Jogo on the left, John on the right, and Yakimakis through the middle. Uh, yeah, well, if Yakimakis and Kiel were both fit. Well, that, that could be a potential one to maybe see for the first time. We know that Kyogo can play on the wing. Just to remind people um, that we are up for a football content award, so please do feel free to vote by clicking the link in the video description. I didn't want to say that there just in case it wasn't there, but it is there. Like where you're there, make sure to vote, make sure to subscribe, do all the stuff down the bottom um, of the video, and hopefully it's another award for Axel. Just in terms of your Riley, Lawrence. Well, wait, and Natasha, Natasha's there to vote Natasha's in her own right there. as well. And her own right for women's football coverage. We were hoping she would have joined us today. I'm sure she'll be back next week, but she is also there too. So please do give both Natasha and Celtic State of Mind um, your vote. We are in there in best video content so to find us and Natasha's up for best in women's football just if you're navigating yourself through the page just in terms of O'Reilly Lawrence I'm not too sure if he actually played for Denmark under 21s there um, they are down 2-1 in aggregate against Croatia this is a a, a playoff qualification for under 21s Euros um, so you might have a bit of a, a, a tricky game tonight so just to kind of confirm that with you if all those players are out you, you think Yakimakis uh and yeah. and seeing what the two of them are like in a front three together. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, Kyogo's played more on the left than he's played through the middle in his career. So I, I think he'd handle playing as a winger. And you remember that game against Ibrox? We put one in a plate for Hudson Edward to. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, one foot out the well, door. He, he was here in body, but not in spirit, was he? You know, his, his mind had definitely left the building. You know him and Formwood have put that away. So I, I thought he, you know, he looked better than Odson when he moved through the middle in that game, but I don't think he disgraced to sell in the win, so I think he can definitely do it. And it'd be interesting to see how him and Yarkimakis got on in the same part together. Yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. I think it's something that we'd all probably like to see, and I, I know that it's very likely that many Celtic fans probably would, would rather see that as an option, um, but 
you know, I do expect in this run of games that James Forrest probably will get game time at some point, but I, I would much rather see Yakimakis and Kyogo um, come into the, the team together because I think that'd be quite an interesting one to see uh, how it goes. Thanks to everybody for joining us um, today. I know it's, it can be a bit difficult when there's uh, no Celtic, but hopefully we've, we've run through that uh, enough to give you a, a wee perspective on where we are at this point in time. Fingers crossed, no more injuries tonight for Celtic players. They will all return fit for the weekend and we can get uh, back to hopefully winning ways against Motherwell at the weekend. Please do like, subscribe, make sure to vote for Axon if you haven't already done so. Lawrence, thanks as always for joining me on this Tuesday afternoon on Axon. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.